Hey guys, welcome to my new episode of Digital Defense, Empowering Individuals in the Cyber Age. My name is Will, and I hope to talk about something that sparks your interest today. My goal with this podcast is to actively pursue learning about the cyber world and evaluating these events or concepts going on all around us. I enjoy talking about these topics, but want to know if you enjoy listening too. Every like, share, and follow button clicked supports me to continue this path. Also, feel free to leave a comment in the Q&A section if any come to mind. Let me hear your thoughts. When we talk about foreign cyber threats, most people go straight to thinking about India, China, North Korea, or any third world country for a wide range of reasons. Third world countries such as Jamaica are notorious for small level crime, such as targeting the elderly with phishing emails or spam calling. They look for easy to fool targets that don't have much knowledge of technology so they can make it quick and easy. These attackers don't look for the big fish to fry. That would involve way too much skill, technique, and resources for them to move that fast. The big guys are chasing after the big wins with much more talented, well-equipped, and popular groups, such as organizations like Volt Typhoon, the Lazarus Group, and Legion Hacktivist Group, who are all based out of China, North Korea, and India. These nations and organizations are known for hacking the U.S. government's emails, Microsoft accounts, federal banks, hospital systems, and much, much more, unfortunately. But one powerhouse that isn't spoken about too often is one that is leaving a big footprint as of recently, Russia. Now, when I bring up Russia in this time, everyone can fairly jump to the conclusion I'm referring to the cyber attacks on Ukraine in relation to the war. And that's right, but that's not the full picture. Russia has been an absolute dominant force for years now. The Office of the Director of National Intelligence in the 2023 Annual Threat Assessment states that Russia will remain a top cyber threat as it refines and employs its espionage, influence, and attack capabilities. And that Russia is particularly focused on improving its abilities to target critical infrastructure, including underwater cables and industrial control systems in the U.S. as well as its allied and partnered countries because compromising such infrastructure improves and demonstrates its ability to damage infrastructure during a crisis. When the 2023 annual threat assessment mentions underwater cables and the industrial control systems, they're referring to two different aspects of potential cyber threats. For underwater cables, also known as submarine communication cables, these are physical cables that are laid on the ocean floor to transmit data and communication signals between continents and countries. These cables play a critical role in telecommunications and data transmission, carrying internet traffic and international phone calls, financial transactions, and so much more. These cables play a critical role in global telecommunications and data transmission, carrying internet traffic, international phone calls, financial transactions, and so much more. Disrupting or compromising these cables could have significant economic and geopolitical consequences, affecting communication networks, financial systems, and international information flows. Then, for industrial control systems, these are computerized systems used to control and monitor industrial processes and infrastructure, including power plants, water treatment facilities, manufacturing plants, and more. These systems are critical for the proper functioning of essential infrastructures and industries, they control everything from power distribution to manufacturing processes. Basically, 
What we are taking from this is that Russia has a heavy focus on causing problems worldwide with national communication and distribution and then necessary establishments that would send nations into a spiral of chaos. Russia has a focus on messing things up bad. For example, a previous encounter many will remember hearing about well is back in May of 2021, when a state of emergency was declared in a number of U.S. states after hackers caused a vital oil pipeline to shut down, the Colonial Pipeline. This pipeline carried 45% of the East Coast's supply of diesel, petrol, and, and jet fuel. The supply distribution led to panics at the pumps. This attack was not necessarily directed from the Russian government, but a well-known Russian hacker group called Darkside Ransomware Group. This group was paid $4.4 million in Bitcoin in order to get the systems back up and running. It's amazing that they not only got paid the ransom, but got their systems back up as well. Even worse, this group was directed by the Russian government to do so, but done through a hacker group so that the Russian government was able to deny any relations to this incident. And one thing that you may not have heard about this too, was once everything was said and done, about a week later, the same thing occurred and affected JBS, the world's largest beef processor. Now the focus point of these two events was about the chaos they created. The hacking groups were paid by ransom and got what they wanted while exposing how frantic and vulnerable so many key pieces of our nation they can touch. Incidences like these relay well before the war. However, with the recent increased conflict between Russia and Ukraine, this has encouraged cyber criminals in Russia to increase their malicious activities around the world. Cybercrime from Russia has become a major threat to the security of computer systems and network across the globe. We witnessed some of their potential when they shut off the power in Ukraine for a short period of time a bold and strong flex to establish credibility. Because of Russia's past, it is very easy to believe the allegation that Putin has begun to release the dogs off their leash by encouraging hackers across Russia to ramp up their attacks. The end goal is chaos again. Such as with the Colonial Pipeline, they aim to make noise worldwide and flex their abilities. More recently, a Russian group named Klopp, notorious for multi-million dollar ransom attacks, hit and devastated numerous companies in U.S. government departments, such as the Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Defense, Klopp executed this malware attack through an update in the SolarWinds, a technology service company based out of Texas that provides software to hundreds of businesses and government entities. This incident had been handled by a company named FireEye. But why hurt the U.S.? Why come after businesses and government entities in a different country than who you are fighting? Well, think about it. The U.S. is diplomatically and financially supporting Ukraine with well over $75 billion since the beginning of the war in February 2022. So, yeah, why wouldn't Russia want us to feel some pain? Cyber criminals in Russia are taking advantage of the conflict to launch sophisticated cyber attacks against businesses and governments around the world. These attacks are often carefully planned and executed, and the hackers behind them are often highly skilled. These attacks can range from malware and phishing attacks, all the way to DDoS attacks and website defacement. In addition to these malicious activities, the conflict between Russia and Ukraine has also led to an increase in the number of cyber criminals in Russia targeting other countries. Hackers from Russia have been well known to target government websites in other countries, as well as financial institutions. Check this out.
Hello, my dear friend. You've reached the Open Up As channel. My name is Sanchez. Yes, I sell Chase bank accounts. Yes, I am one of the first people who started to sell bank accounts four years ago, but actively working in this field began in 2022. We started with my partner four years ago. Now we are about 30 people in one office. I will answer a couple of questions. Buyers ask where I disappeared. In fact, I did not go anywhere. I am still with you. At the moment, we are resting with the team because we worked for a year without any breaks. It was very difficult. When is the next update? I can't say for sure, but I am sure it will be in the coming weeks. We are preparing for you each chase at a good price. This is just the beginning. It will get even better. Trust me. This was an English dubbed version of a shady Russian YouTube channel named Moriarty Mega. They have been posting videos like this on YouTube, warning others of their criminal activity, talking about the economy, culture, and so much more. Weirdly enough, this channel talks incredibly negative about the Russian government as well as others. But even with that in mind, this channel is shady for several reasons. First, they use a fake name and company to hide its creators and those involved. Also, the description claims they are active journalists who aren't afraid to relay the truth, but never provide any credentials or authenticity. The channel has also been accused of being involved in a cyber attack on a news website, Medusa, in 2021. The attack was allegedly carried out by a hacker group called Reevil, which is suspected to have ties with Russian intelligence agencies. The attack demanded a ransom of $5 million from Medusa and threatened to leak its data sources. The channel then posted a video claiming that it had access to all the leaked data and offered to sell it to anyone who was interested. Lastly, the channel has been linked to a notorious Russian cyber criminal, Zane Kieser, who was jailed for six years in 2019 for his role in a global blackmail conspiracy. Kieser was part of an international Russian-speaking crime group that had made huge profits from victims in more than 20 countries by infecting their computers with malware and demanding ransom payments. Kierzer used fake identities and made up companies to buy advertising traffic from explicit websites, which he then used to redirect users to malicious websites containing the malware. One of the fake companies he used was called Moriarty Media, which ironically has a similar name to this YouTube channel. What they were talking about in this video is a group of malicious hackers who steal credentials of Chase bank accounts from others and sell them to the crowd. Although what they talk about in this video is eerie and malicious, it's nothing far from abnormal, unfortunately. Bank account information being stolen and sold is one of the most common occurrences in cybercrime. It's a direct attack to steal finances, as opposed to other people's personal information. Things like your emails and passwords, they're paid for the potential of information. A bank account is the direct source of why most crime occurs. The conflict between Russia and Ukraine is a serious issue, and it is important that governments and businesses around the world take the necessary steps to protect themselves from cybercrime from Russia. This includes ensuring their computer systems and network are secure, and have the latest security measures in place to protect against cyber attacks. Additionally, Governments and businesses should take their steps to raise awareness of cybercrime from Russia and to encourage individuals and organizations to report any suspicious activity they may encounter.
This looks like taking the extra step to talk to local experts and being careful with what you look at, click on, and give your information to. Even President Joe Biden is taking action. He has issued a series of sanctions based off the solar winds event, interfering with the presidential elections and other incidences. After doing this in 2020, President Joe Biden has set up private and direct communications with Putin himself to discuss these cyber attacks and urge him to do more about consolidating the problems. This is hilarious, for reasons you should understand. I don't have to say it out loud. But the last piece of work President Biden has done that I agree with, actually, is encourage every cybersecurity company to, and I quote, accelerate efforts to locking their digital doors. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I appreciate the support, and I'm excited to hear what y'all's thoughts are about the episode. What are you hearing about Russia in the news today? Have you seen any cybercrime occur? Tell me what you like and disliked about the episode. Leave a question or comment if you have any thoughts about today's episode, and let's learn together. See y'all next time.